Hello and welcome to episode 69 of the Unrenowned Podcast, where we talk about Siege. Yeah! What we like about Siege. Yeah, 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 yeah! What we don't like about Siege. I'm Ryan. I'm Chris. So, it's 2020. It's, yeah. Welcome to 2020, everybody. We're in that weird spot. We're in the weird spot. It is a, it's a slow time with the holidays and mid-season. Slow time. So, we had a little idea. Um... We're just we're gonna make some predictions this week about what will be announced in the Year Five roadmap coming up at the Six Invitational in February. So we're gonna make our our like surest predictions, and then maybe we'll each make like a bold prediction. Okay. That sound fun? Sure. Okay. And then we're just gonna catch up on questions since we haven't done questions in a little bit. So it'll be a nice kind of slim episode. Slim, but uh, it's gonna be a good time. If you want to support the podcast, we are sponsored by Mamba Energy. Go to mambaenergy.com slash r6pod to get a free trial of Mamba Energy. You just pay shipping. You get the thing for free. It's a jar with 60 servings of Mamba Energy formula. It's freaking delicious. Uh, clean energy, no sugar. Really, really great stuff. If you like energy drinks, you really should give this a try. It's like, I mean, it's if you don't want to be bad at Siege and you need the energy to be good at Siege, then you take Mamba. Yeah. It's, it's very simple. And I'll, I'll be honest, like I, I use Mamba when I'm at work, when I'm like having a hard time focusing at work, I'll like drink some Mamba and then I'm able to kind of like focus in and to like get my work done. And then I'll use it like when I'm gaming, I'll, I'll drink some Mamba and I honestly feel, I mean, it's, it's basically caffeine, right? Like it's an energy right. drink. It's, it's just, it's caffeine. It helps you sort of just helps your mind start working and helps you focus. And I like, I honestly feel like I play better when I, when I do a little bit of Mamba drinking with my gaming. So Check it out if you like energy drinks. MamaEnergy.com slash R6Pod helps out a little bit. Get yourself some free energy. Yeah, get yourself some R6Pod Mamba Energy and be good at Siege again. MamaEnergy.com slash R6Pod. Or for the pod. first time. If you've never been good at Siege, be, be good at Siege for the first time. <laughs> be, be better. That's what we'll, that's what we'll uh, promise. Not be good. Okay, so Six Invitational. It's uh, from February... Let's see, I just looked at this. February 7th to February 16th, which means we'll probably have the Year 5 roadmap revealed on February 16th. Um, so, let's like, oh. first of all, let's talk about what we think Year 5 is going to be. Do we assume one new map and three yeah, new I works? Think so. yes. I think so, too. Uh, I could see two new maps with the art team wanting something else to do. Sure. But sure. I think probably one if... Yeah. <laughs> uh any guesses on like where the new map will be or what like the aesthetic would be i wouldn't be surprised if we went back to like a russian type that area like nordic region or like the eastern s- europe eastern europe yes like slavic that area mm-hmm. because we haven't really other than spetsnaz we haven't cafe dostoevsky we have not been over there yeah i think uh, that's true maybe I guess well, no nooks further. It's like southwest. Uh, like the most recent maps have been Australia. Yeah. For Outback, uh, Fortress was Africa. Uh, what was the most recent one besides those? Villa? No. Maybe or theme park. Because now well, theme park was theme a long time ago. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, like. Okay, but what what like what kind of aesthetic would you think? Do you think it's gonna have? I think snow. You think snow? I think we get another, another snow, snow map. map. We have not had a snow map since yacht. That's true. That's true. Okay, 
Um, more importantly, the reworks. What three reworks? Reworks. What three reworks are we gonna see? I think chalet. Okay. I think. Uh, what were the three that we like were certain on already? Um. So chalet, Oregon, Oregon. I think Oregon for sure, um, and chalet for sure. Bank and consulate have been our short list. I'm missing something. Uh, house maybe. Oh, house. But I don't think house is actually happening. Yeah, I would actually be surprised if we got house, but I would be really excited about it. Oh well, of course. Um, but yeah, I think Chalet is a is a pretty safe bet. I think Oregon's a pretty safe bet as well. Oregon, I think so too. And then the third one is where I'm a little bit iffy. I mean, they don't always just pick out of the current ranked map pool, right? So like, yeah. it could even be something like Favela. It could be skyscraper. I could see skyscraper actually. Uh, I don't know. Skyscraper seems like a it's lost a, cause. It's a hard thing to fix. But or, sorry, I'm thinking tower. Uh, could be skyscraper. I can see that. Um, but yeah, like I, I think there's probably easier pickings. Bartlett and, University and maps that people have like Bartlett more... University could be fixed. Yeah, it could, but but I like the fact that it took them what like two years to actually release it makes me think that they don't think that it's worth just... the effort. It took two years to they they forgot a lot of gas in there. Yeah, they, I think it's really what happened. Couldn't I think find they, the vent switch because yeah. it was so cloudy. No, I think they accidentally lost the real map, so they had the art team had to remake it. And because of all the hard work that they were doing with remaking operators' faces, it took them two years to make the map again. Well, also they had to like walk up to every wall right in front of it and look at it because you couldn't see it with all the gas. So like, so it took a long time. Right, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um. Probably bank. Think bank. Or consulate. I could see bank because they just got like a like a really perfect layout basically of what a good bank rework would look like. That's true. Who who did that? It was on our podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh and that okay. I mean Yeah. So that's our guess for maps. I think those are pretty safe. Like I definitely think Shall, we'll see one Shall new I and three reworks. And Oregon, I think, are almost certain. Yeah, I agree. And then the last one and I, agree I think it's one between three. It's between bank and consulate. I, I could think. actually see two, two. I could see them doing another map. I I would be surprised because I think they like figured out what the community was trying to tell them for a long time. It's like new maps don't make the skin better. Um. So okay, so that's maps. Operators, do you think they change anything with operators? Or do you think yeah, it's just I don't, new? I don't think so. I think it's going to continue because because that's like a big part of how they sell stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're selling skins or whatever, but like. The, what? How do they sell a season pass if there's not new operators? Right. Um, that seems near impossible unless they're committing more to like the, I don't even remember what they called it, the battle pass type thing. Right. Is it called battle pass? I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called either. Um, but if they're like, if they're thinking that's going to replace their season passes, then maybe. But like, I I think that they said they want to get to 100 operators, so it seems like we're just going to keep getting two new operators every season. Yeah. Uh. Are there any like operator concepts that you've heard of that you think would like probably be coming or any like operators that you think they'll uh, make an alternative for? No, maybe like another sort of dock type operator, maybe. Uh, what I do Didn't think they, is... have they Were they the ones that talked about Finca filling more of a medic role or was that just like somebody... I think, no, that was just... That's just been the talk of Finca. Was that like something that was on like a... Like when they uh, develop a blog post, yeah. I don't think so. No, okay. Um, I do think they're getting secondary gadget 
changes. New secondary yeah, gadgets. Do you, do you I think, think we'll see the motion sensor? Maybe. Or this little like Tabana type charge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we're going to see something. That was leaked. Uh, cool. We're going to hear secondary gadget news. Um, you think we'll get another shield operator? That would a be new interesting. Shield attacker. A new drone operator. I would like to see that. I would like to see a new drone operator. I would like to see a drone operator that makes, that breaks hard walls. That would be really fun. Um, yeah, do you think we'll have another hard breacher? Yeah. You think your five I think brings a new the, hard I think breacher? that's their favorite thing to bring in the game. Yeah, I think that mixes up the game more than a lot of other types of <laughs> operators. Um, especially like if you're doing something along the lines of an existing thing. Right. Uh okay, so yeah, I, I would guess too a hard breacher would come. Um a medic I think is pretty uh pretty feasible. Uh I'm just looking through operators here, trying to see if there's anybody else. That they might duplicate. But I'm not seeing anybody. Anybody? Okay, what about like, as long as we're talking about operators, what major reworks do you think will be announced at the Year 5 roadmap, if any? If if they announce major operator reworks, I think Finca could be one that they're going to announce. I think Castle and Tachanka also have potential. I would be surprised to hear them announce a Tachanka. Oh, well, no, wait, but wasn't there, that was in the leak, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a leak about Tachanka. So then, yeah, so in that case, yeah, I would expect Tachanka. Um, Finca, I think, is a really good call to Castle. I actually would be surprised. I think he needs it super bad, but I would be surprised if they actually mentioned the Castles in their plans. Um, they said a long time ago it was in the pipeline. That was like two or three years ago. Did they say that? Yeah, in an AMA. Oh, I don't remember that. Castle uh, reworks in about, the pipeline. What about like Nook? Any chance we see a... I think maybe we see just a buff for her, like the patch notes, but I don't think they're going to I think so, too. Like a... I think Nook is going to have iterative buffs, although I'm, I'm surprised they haven't touched her yet. I guess that's because I she just only waiting. recently went to Pro League, right? Yeah. Um, But... They've seen... They are, they say, like, we've seen some interesting plays with her in Pro League. Like, one? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, you have not seen very many. Not, she's not played, like, a Jaeger or... Which, I mean, a new operator doesn't have to be as popular as Jaeger or Ash or Twitch... Or someone like that, but but yeah, it's not like she came in as like uh, like a nomad and like yeah. started shaking things up, right? Right. Um, but yeah, I I think Nook would be a lot more iterative, just like smaller changes, and finally we'll get to a good place, kind of like uh, somebody like I don't know, Dokabi or whatever, like Kaid. Um, I I think Nook can get there, but I don't think we'll see like a huge rework for her. Um. Any? Do you expect any like major nerfs coming year five? No. What about ACOGs? Do you think anything will happen with no. ACOGs different from what's been happening? No. I, from what I've heard, I haven't been watching, but from what I've heard, a lot of pro league is is uh, scaling down ACOG use and switching over to hollows. Have you noticed that or heard that? No. I could be wrong, but <laughs> but this is what I heard, and uh, it makes sense because I guess the way C just starting to be played now is like. I guess I don't really know what's different about it other than just like the ACOG feels really close sometimes. Um, and I could see a hollow giving you an advantage in it, like a small, like a short range fight. I, I think it does in a short range fight, but I think the amount of, I mean, it seems like see, you'd have a lot of those fights, but there's so many that when you hold a long angle and you have an ACOG, you have such a huge advantage. That's true. 
And so there's no reason to not hold long angles. I wonder if it's like um, taking something like taking the ACOG off of Ashes R4C made people start trying to use ACOGs more on attack or whatever and started to realize like, oh, actually, this is really good if I'm just like, if I'm doing an Ash type run. Yeah, sorry, Hollows. Um, You know, if if I'm like a, a pusher and I'm not really holding angles, it makes more sense to have a short range sight. Anyway, I'm I'm speculating on things that I don't really know much about, so I should stop. Uh, I'm just looking at like all the operator type things here. Secondary gadgets. Do you expect any like changes with you know we had like the new deployable shields come this this past year? Do you think they'll do anything with like say frag grenades or stun grenades or breach charges? I think those are all staying the same. Yeah, I think so too. But I would be really excited if breach charges got an update where you could plant multiple at a time and blow them all at once. I think that'd be super, that'd be super cool. cool. I don't think it's going to happen. So like at the last one, um, they announced their different like cells that they have at, at Ubisoft, which is basically like, you know, we have an operator balancing team. We have a map design team. We have, uh, what are some of the other ones? Like there was one specifically for player toxicity. Yeah. One, and one for like bug fixes and glitches or something like uh-huh. that. Um, and so they like they basically said like we sort of divide any separate teams so they can specialize in one thing and they can be quicker to respond to things. So it's not like they have this other priority that they have to do. It's like the bug fix team just has the bug fixes so they can just right. respond to that one thing. Um, on that note, do you think that they're going to with the the changes they've had recently, where two of their top guys have left and there's now new people kind of in charge of the development of Siege? Do you expect that they'll do some sort of like introduction to who these guys are, like? I could see like an introduction. I don't Here's the new team. Here's a walkthrough of the studio. Just reassure everybody that everything's still good. Or do you think the community cares? I mean, they cares? always do that little like they talk to the directors or whatever and they talk about how the how they love developing Siege. Yeah. They always do that little preview video. Uh, how I awkward don't... do you think the year five roadmap is going to be? <laughs> if they have a girl do it from last time, not She did bad. pretty well, yeah. She did a good job. She was good. The, the one that they had before... I wish I knew her name. I don't know any of their names. She was so awkward, but this newer one has done a really good job. Um, So hopefully that goes well. Other than that, are there any like, okay, let's make a bold prediction for year five. Is there something? Oh, also they're definitely going to announce a debris fix. Yeah. Client said debris for sure. Yeah. I think though, I think client said debris is going to be the biggest like announce that they're going to get a cheer on if they want, if they want, the community to cheer they're going to announce something about custom games and they're going yeah. to announce something about statistics mm-hmm. and they're going to announce something about the client side debris client side debris i think we will see a demo of what it's going to look like i could, I could agree and, with that. I, and i think they'll they'll announce they'll announce that it's coming out season one of year five whether it's with the season or mid-season uh but i i expect to see that season one yeah um what was the last thing you said? Uh, oh, about custom statistics, games custom and statistics. Games. Are you willing to make a bold prediction that they're going to over no overhaul custom games? No, they won't do it. The um, it's something good for the art team to maybe tackle, but <laughs> they they're too busy redesigning. I'm, I'm going to make again. that prediction. I'm not sure about it, but that's what a bold prediction is, right? So I'm going to predict that they've started to hear the like the little undercurrent of the community just kind of this like dull roar about custom games and i think that the, uh, there's a chance that they will 
act on that and give us something decent. I think they're going to announce something about a better rejoin button for ranked. They they do this a lot at like the reveals where like they'll have something like that, like a better rejoin. It's like fixing a really stupid, frustrating problem. And like it's something that should have been addressed a long time ago, but then they make it this big deal. Like yeah. we fixed this. Aren't we awesome? And it's kind of like, yeah, that's so great. And then you think about it for a minute. You're like, why did we have to wait three years for this stupid thing to be fixed? You know, like yeah. this is like a, a UI issue. It's not like a gameplay balance issue. They shouldn't have taken that long, but they definitely will have something like that. They will. It'll be like the beta tag being removed. Beta tag. No more beta tag. Okay. Uh, so that's, is that your bold prediction? No. What's your bold prediction? Your bold prediction. Bold prediction is... Lion deleted from the game. No. They're, they're <laughs> going to... I'm going to make a bold prediction that they're going to change like the UI of like either like operator selection or like um menus something something in the menus or the that general ui i think is going to change i feel like they just did that they changed the operator and fit more operators but it's the, still the same you click on it you still have to click on the gun and then the loadout and then like or headgear and they have to click on the gun they yeah. have to click on the attachment i think they might change that would that. be a welcome change if they if they made that more streamlined i would be pretty happy about Something that for the art team to do yeah uh, gotta keep that art team busy okay uh Anything else about your five predictions or expectations or wishes before we move on to listener questions? As long as they make sure client-side debris is in there, I'll be happy. Good to go. That and then don't add four uh, new maps. Yes, definitely do not add four new maps. It's time for listener questions. The big LQ. Ryan, do you know where you can ask a question to the unknown podcast. Do you know? I forget. Right, let I forget. me let me let me let me let me phrase it like this. Say you want to be heard on the best Rainbow Six Siege podcast on the air. Sure. And so what you do is you submit a question, mm-hmm. and then two of the best Rainbow Six Siege players answer your podcasters. question. Podcasters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> answer your question. And then you are mentioned on one of the best Rainbow Six Siege podcasts that exists. By screen name. Yeah. So, I mean, to do that. Okay, yeah, where? How? Why? Google. Unrenowned Discord. Okay. You can join the Discord. Uh-huh. 500. Wait, you're saying I'm not already in the Discord. No, you are. But I'm just saying if you were not hypothetically. Okay, because I thought that was weird that like anybody would not already be in the Discord. But it's possible, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. No, most people are in the Discord, so I don't really know why we're talking about this, but... If you wanted to join the Discord, you'd join 500 plus other players, and then you would find people to play Siege with. You would be able to ask questions and talk about Siege in a community that likes Siege. Very interesting. I mean, there's there's no better reason. Dedicated channel for it. Also, at R6 Unrenowned on Twitter, I hear, is a place where you can uh, mm. hear about Siege thoughts from the two best Siege podcasters, and also ask your own little questions. It's, it's like all in one go there. You know, worth checking out. Um, also, as long as you're following things and joining things, go follow us on those streaming platforms. Mixer, Twitch, YouTube. I am Ryguy, W-R-Y-G-U-Y. I am just slow with three of us. If you want to um, see like really good Halo play- gameplay, now's a good time to follow those. That's true. There has been a lot of Halo there recently, and it's a real, real good time. 
when I say really good Halo gameplay, I mean like really, really good Halo gameplay. Like better than our Siege gameplay for sure. Oh, by far. Uh, to be fair, we mostly play social in Halo, which if we were playing casual in Siege, we probably would be dominating pretty well. Uh, but let's get to these listener questions that have been submitted. These are from our great listeners. One comes from Noah1Me97, who asks, what would you like Bucks Elite to be? And is there any actual info on it? I would like, I, I, the thing is his lumberjack uniform is actually really, really good and almost seems like it's an elite. Yeah. Even though it's not, but I would like it to be something like that already. What, like, what would you change about his gadget? Like, all, cause all of them have a gadget change, yeah, right? Maybe just like make it gold or something. Like, what or you, like what a, can you even do? Like his, his, I mean, you could change the color of it. Is, are there any other operators that have gotten elite so far that have a similarly like low profile gadget like does anybody have as low profile of a gadget as buck or is he like by far i mean vigil just a little backpack pulse i guess vigil for sure what would you even like vigil maybe you could do some sort of effect where he when he like you know how he like he has like yeah, a glitchy yeah, yeah. thing you can make that look different i guess um but for buck maybe you make the holes look different or something no i don't think you change i think you just change the look of the gadget itself yeah that'd be kind of boring although I, I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah. I, I mean, I, how much do you notice Thatcher's EMPs when you throw them? They're I, still. I wouldn't. I don't have his elite, but I would notice it. They they look the exact same when you throw it. No, they you have barely like, see it, and it's the blue. It's still the blue glow and the blue. Yeah, but it's got like the UK symbols all over. It. Like it's it's pretty. You don't really notice when you're just throwing it. I think you do. I mean, is that what you do when you throw your EMPs? You stare at it. Oh, look. Yeah. No, I gotta make sure it goes off. <laughs> Maybe that's not so I bad. Like at the Thatcher. Twitch Jones, like I notice it's a different Twitch Jones, but I don't like. I don't know, like. I don't dwell on the fact that it's a different. I don't know. I guess I just don't have any elites really, so I don't really know for sure. But I like. I think that most of them are much more noticeable than. But I think a lumberjack Bucks. elite. I think would be really cool. <laughs> but the problem is they already made that uniform. Yeah. So other than that, what I don't know. Costume, like, could you like, do just a, like some sort? Well, I guess it doesn't have to be like i guess it's actually like super, canadian or yeah something. canadian right because like iq's thing is just like a workout thing yeah it's just something to do with his like, story. Like he's at the beach yeah like it, it had i think it has just sort of like either hit like something to do with his unit that like in the past or whatever you know like you know obviously valkyrie 72 war photographer what if you got, like got like a just like a black ops like just a like straight black uniform that is like very nighttime black like a spinner cell kind of thing kind of cool somebody needs to have a splinter cell one um i'm just looking at his bio here trying to see oh he was he was with the royal canadian mounted police it would be kind of cool if he had some sort of like mounty uniform look up mounties okay yeah i don't know canadian mounties That would be kind of cool. Okay, that would be cool. It's like a very formal, uh, like a British Royal Guard. Yeah, that type looking. of thing with like a what do you call those hats? A bowl hat? I don't know. I don't know. But and he can have like a sword on it, like the formal. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be a cool one. Uh, if if that's what it is, guys, I totally called it. So don't forget that. I'll forget it. So <laughs> you guys remember I for won't. me. Okay, next question. 
Next question comes from Professor Jason Seven. Says he recently watched both of us stream Siege when he realized what we looked like before seeing his face. Our face cams. I thought you two had a. I thought you two had a beard and were thirty something. The most important thing I pictured you two as were people with beards, and I've had to rethink every single episode up until now. That's all. Have a great day. <laughs> so first of all, I did have a beard for like the past two years. I've had a beard, and then right around the time that he said that i think on thanksgiving i decided to just to shave it off just for the fun of it just to because mm. i'd had it for so long it's time for a change um right now i have a mustache which is interesting um it's hit or miss among everyone yeah some people like it, and some people don't but uh yeah so you were right i'm 30 something and i had a beard so but you missed it go yeah. back and watch my old streams i'm not 30 something no you're not i've never had a beard chris is 10 years younger than me that's a Big gap between right, brothers, ten but years. ten years it is. Okay, right, they can still make a podcast about Siege. They can. What they, they like about Siege, what they don't like about Siege. They bond over a beautiful game called Siege. And Halo. You know, we have a good story. We should like, we should somehow be featured in some kind of Ubisoft thing about our Just, cool story. Oh yeah, two ten-year-apart brothers who were estranged and hated each <laughs> other until Siege came and brought them together. And they have a podcast. <laughs> God Egg asked, how low effort can my question be to get in the episode? That's about it. Yeah. Question That's answered. Done. Vix51 asked, is it possible for Kali's gadget to blow out a mirror window if you shoot the gadget about where the pressure canister would be on the other side of a reinforced wall? No. Hashtag peepee. Yeah. Answer, no. They, they, they confirmed this, I think, in their announcement video originally of... Mm-hmm. Uh, they Kali. weren't super clear about it. Like when they said it, they kind of like skipped over it quickly. Whereas like they didn't, they didn't show it wasn't going to destroy it. They just showed her shooting at it and said it's not going to. But it was like in like a like stuff was happening, so you couldn't really hear it. So when we first watched it, we thought it was going to. Yeah. Like oh wait, they said it wouldn't because that was like that is game changing. If that did, but. yeah, it would be super game changing, which I think would have actually been a kind of a good choice. Um. Yeah. See, maybe. they need to do more stuff like that. That's just like oh crap that's gonna change the game the problem is like with something like that i feel like to just completely take away the ability of something that used to destroy i guess they did that with thatcher he used to destroy yeah. all kinds of gadgets and now all of a sudden he just, he just doesn't. disables them so yeah yeah there's that um an easy target says a new listener working my way through the past episode so i don't know if this has been brought up before as a frost main I found that the frequency in which I catch people in traps goes up dramatically the more I learn a map and figure out attacker movement patterns and tendencies. My question is, what operators do you think benefit the most from maining and experience, and which ones have a more shallow learning curve? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a well-thought-out question for a new listener. Uh, have we done a Frost Spotlight? Yeah, we did yes, in 58. Did and that is uh, absolutely one of the things I recommend for Frost, is, yeah, just put things in, like, random corners, um, put it in people's strafe paths when they enter a doorway like because when you put it like under a window like that can be good but it's usually just like suspected so it's yeah. just it's less likely you're gonna catch somebody so yeah you're totally right as far as operators who benefit from maining so i think maestro is one valkyrie is one cali is one um what, what like why do you think that each of those so maestro so camera placements are huge echo is another one uh, where you're, where you place your maestros are huge, and then knowing when to be on them, when to use your Alda Valkyrie, same thing. Knowing when to roam, where to put your cameras, um, understand like like what why is yeah, it Valkyrie's more a big important? one because her cameras can have such huge impacts on the game. And no, not just that, but there's so much variation in what you can do with them. Like maestro, right. it's like you really can only put them in so many spots. Right. 
Um, and it's pretty easy to come down to like, this might be okay. Yeah. Versus with Valkyrie, it's like, you really have to think about it to get the, like the prime spots. Yeah. I mean, cause the thing is like you, like either put them in an objective or an objective and like one of the two is not going to be useful. So knowing which objective, like, yeah. are they going to get in this one or not? And if they're not, then it changes on what your team's like too. Like if your team is anyway, mm. Valkyrie is one that's for sure. Echo as well. Knowing. Like, oh Yeah feeling when they're going to be planting and being able to like still have the the mind presence of like i can stop that plant still mm-hmm. or give our team more time yeah and just just having the timing down of like when to blast and mm-hmm. you know just just having that like where it's natural where you don't have to like think about it really hard yeah rook is definitely one of the ones that's a more shallow learning curve doc also is less shallow i would think cav too is one that's good to main because it's like just knowing like where to hide, like, you know, where, how you can escape when you've gotten yourself into a bad situation because you're yeah. pushing too hard, like that kind of stuff, knowing like when's safe to go for an interrogation. And like, I think her play style is, is pretty unique to uh, most other operators. So I would say that for her. Um, Jaeger, I think is more shallow. You basically put your things down in, in the room and go and walk on. I mean, you got to know the maps, but playing the operator himself is pretty simple. Yeah, Thermite actually is one too, just with like all the bandit tricking and stuff, like working together with your Thermite or with your Thatcher or with your yeah. whoever else it is, it's, you know, your Twitch or whatever. Like, I think that's uh, w- like once you get to higher levels, that Thermite can be somebody that really needs, should be somebody who really knows how to how to do it. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of like who my mains are. A lot of them are, are a little more shallow, like the Rooks and the Thatchers. Uh. Pulse, and, and that's like not to say like i think with almost every operator if you do main them you will see like greater performance just because you're used to it but like somebody like right. rook it's pretty much you put it down and then and then you're just playing an mp5 with an acog right so like there's right. not much there um buck definitely one that you can oh yeah with time mm-hmm. um Pulse is like yeah i feel like it's just i mean understanding the game i think is important but if you understand the game really well, I think you can play Ying pretty well. Yeah. I think um, Pulse is kind of middle. Like, mm. you understand that you can start to understand the concept of Pulse of, okay, I need to give intel to my team and I can be two floors away and still get intel and kind of want to go back. But at the same time, it's just you're just looking at people through walls. Like, Yeah. I think the biggest thing with Pulse is more knowing the maps than it is knowing Pulse yeah. specifically. Yeah. But there is also that where it's like, okay, where's the best place to monitor? Like, first of all, which which entry should I be focused on? Yeah, like for this that, that's a huge pulsing. You don't if your team is watching white stairs, you don't need to be watching white stairs, right? Like okay, you guys watch white stairs. I'll tell you if someone's gonna come red stairs, mm-hmm. and then you can worry about red if someone comes red. Sure, I'm talking about cafe by the way, third floor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why it was an organ basement. Yeah, it was that was weird. They really threw me off. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of operators in there that really benefit from from maining. I think. uh Another kind of like middle-ish one would be Gridlock. Um, Toronto Will, who we play with a lot, plays a lot of Gridlock. Mm-hmm. And um, like, I I feel like I can't ever make Gridlock do anything. But then I feel like when he's playing a lot of times, like his, uh, what are they called? Stingers. The Stingers come into play Checks. a lot more than they ever would have for me. And I'm like, mm, that's yeah. impressive. Okay, next question. This comes from Ranger Havni, who asked, what do you guys think has been the worst start to a season for Ubisoft? Like what seasons started where the operators were OP or terrible and glitches were rampant that you can remember? Worst start to a season. 
December first, um, two thousand fifteen. <laughs> when the game came out, I mean, kind yeah, of a joke. yeah, it was a little bit rough, but they fixed a lot real quick. Uh, probably. I'm kind of thinking, um, year one, season three. So this was called Skull Rain, Capitao, Capitao and Favela. So Favela came on the heels of Yacht, which was another bad map, and then Border, which was good, but I think it took us a long time to warm up to it. Like us specifically. I don't know yeah. about the community in general, but I I like um but then there was Favela, which is probably one of the worst maps in the game. I guess we have our ranking that tells us exactly how bad of a map it is. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, Cavera was just really powerful then, and Capital was really underwhelming. Uh, so at the time, yeah. So I think that was maybe like a really tough one. Um, I thought I've heard a lot of the season when Vigil and um Dokubi came out, but I wasn't here for that time. My problem is I missed like eight seasons. Yeah, you did. Uh, and there's that season called White Noise. But yeah, white noise. That was towers. Yeah, well, tower obviously was really bad. Um, what was before Operation Health? Velvet Show. Maybe that one was awful because mm. if they had to do Operation Health right after that, I mean, like Operation Health was really like addressing things that had been happening like throughout Siege's lifetime, right? And right. so it's not like you can't specifically pin it on Velvet Shell. I don't think. Um, I'm trying to think of that one. Well, no, because it was yeah, it was. Because the, oh, I don't know, actually. Because the, the Polish operators, Sophia and Ella, were the ones that got split up to be released with the SDU operators and with the 707th operators. Uh-huh. But I don't know where Operation Health fits in then. Was it before? Was it like after Velvet Shell, before the uh, SDU guys? Or I don't know. I don't remember. It's easy to look up, but I don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, other than that, like, it, it, I don't feel like there's very... I guess the Lion season, like, that was by far the most unbalanced attacker um, or operator, I think, to come out. Operation Chimera, it would have been. On our on our old list, we had Favela at the... Must have been the second worst map in Siege. Because Fortress is underneath it, but I can't. So on our updated list. But our updated list, I don't have. We have, I do have it. I don't know why you don't have it. I don't know why either. Um, Favela is our third worst behind Bartlett and Tower. Okay, yeah, that's fair. So it's, Favela is a bad map. Basically the worst. It's like once you get below that, it's just basically a pile of hot, steaming, stinky trash. (laughs) Well, I think the reason Favela is even there is just because like it can be fun in a silly way. Yeah. You know, it's like it, it hits that point where it's so bad it's good. Right. Um, where Bartlett and, then, and Tower, and Tower don't have that. It, it's, it's so bad it's just bad. Yeah, Tower like passes that point and <laughs> continues to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that was an interesting question. Good one, Ranger Havni. You got another one for us? I do have another question for us, Ryan. This is by TL Bear. He says, how was, has your favorite map in CG evolved over time? Right now, my favorite map at the moment is Clubhouse. I know that at some point I love maps like Chalet and Skyscraper, but I despise those right now. So first of all, our first favorite map ever was definitely House. House, for sure. 
and then like Consulate and Hereford were also up there. Part of that was just because we knew them so well compared to the others because of the closed beta. Yes. Um, where we played a lot and it was just those three maps. So you learned them quite well. Um, I think those were my top three maps for the longest time. Uh, I used to hate Oregon. Yeah. I, I, I like, like hated Oregon. When Oregon and Clubhouse first came out, I really didn't like them. It was just because they were harder to learn. Yeah. Um, but once we learned them, obviously they became much, much better. Clubhouse is now our second ranked map on our list. Border I didn't love until like probably the last like seven or eight months. I've started loving it now. It's my favorite map in Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Border I was just okay with for a long time too. Um, I, I don't think it's my favorite still, but I think it's a really good map. And uh, I do like it a lot now. Uh, what else? Canal is weird. Canal is one that like I've sort of always liked, even though like... I like always knew its problems. Um, but it was always just up there. It's like, yeah, this is a fun map. It's, I like it. It's a good time. I've always hated Skyscraper. Skyscraper, I was fine with at first. And then it just got worse and worse and worse as people got better at it. And like as people could do runouts and peaks from like so many different s- stupid, crazy angles that it just yeah. like got not fun. Theme Park, I always just liked. I like it a lot more now that it's been reworked. I like it a lot, lot more now. Um, yeah, um, I'm actually excited to see it now. That's probably one of the biggest changes I've ever had. Because like House, House was my favorite, but it's still like one of my favorite maps. Yeah. Coastline was one that I uh, didn't really like until I kept playing it until I really learned the map and then I started liking it a lot. Yeah, Coastline for me was the kind of map where like the aesthetic compensated for like not knowing and not liking it that much. So like... It just looked cool, and so I was like, eh, it's okay. Like, it's fun to run around on, on Coastline until, like, eventually I got good enough at it where it started to be fun. Um, Fortress is one that I really, really hated until I learned it, and then yeah. I actually kind of like it. Now it's gone. I but know. We, like, we finally like we sat down and made some strategies for yeah. it, and, like, kind of figured it, it out. It still was hard, but, like, we yeah. figured out some good ways to make some pushes and stuff and defend stuff. And we were winning 4 0s on Fortress. Yeah, we started doing real, real well, and that was fun. I still think Fortress isn't, like, one of the best maps, but, like, I like it a lot more now. Villa, I actually like less than I liked when it first came out. Really? I like it a lot more than when I first started playing it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but, it, like, I, I like the Aviator objective a lot, but then, like, apart from that, the whole rest yeah, of the I map guess I'm just true. like, Ugh. When I think of Villa, I think of just playing Aviator, and I, I think that's fun, but then I think the rest of the map, and I'm like, eh. Yeah. Um... Consulate's been a roller coaster. I loved yeah. it, loved it, and then I like was just like okay, and then I loved it, and then now and then I was like, okay, I just hate attacking second floor, and now I'm like, yeah, I like it again. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a really good map. I just think it has a problem on some of the second floor objectives. Yeah, I'm or with the you other there. objectives other than garage, like attacking and defending wise. Defending second floor is easier, but attacking it. Yeah. Okay. Landon or land on, I don't know how you want me to say that, uh, asked, would you rather fight, here we go again, would you rather fight 10,000 mice-sized people or 100 human-sized mice? Mice-sized people. Holy shit, human-sized mice? Holy <sighs> shit. Yeah, this, one, this one's hard because the numbers got bumped up so high. It used to be like 100 versus 1, now it's 10,000 yeah. versus 100. I mean, that's basically 100 versus 1, right? I think both of those are pretty much suicide. Because, You're like, dead. obviously, 100 human-sized mice, like, mice are, like, if, if, I mean, mice can be vicious little animals. Yeah. 
And if you had a hundred of them trying to fight you, they have human size. Like, yeah, no, hundred, yeah, hundred human sized ones. That that would be bad. But also, ten thousand human sized people. Like, people are intelligent. I mean, sorry, ten thousand my size, my people. size people, yeah. human sized people. Humans are intelligent. Even so, with like that small of a brain. They, I mean, even they like ant sized, ant sized people. Yeah, would they would come up with some strategy to bring you down? Like, it, yeah, it would, ten thousand not of them. be good. That's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. So I would rather do 100 mice-sized people over one human-sized mice. Yes. Yes. I mean, you can just squish them. Yeah. But 10,000 mice-sized people, that's like pretty that. threatening. Yeah. So I'd probably go Neither? for that because they would just be like a less vicious yeah. death, I feel like. It'd be less scary. You'd, yeah. That's, that's probably better. I mean, what would be your strategy? Just kick them? Would you just do a kick kind of thing? Uh, or would you get like a broom? Oh, yeah. You got to get a weapon. For 10,000 of them? At 10,000 a lot. Like, obviously, they're gonna, worst yeah, they're case gonna scenario. Yeah, they're going to jump on you. Whew. But, yeah, you're, you're going to need... I get a broom. Yeah, you need, and you're going to need like some a heavy sweater or something. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> get like a blow dryer and just blow them all away. My size, at least, they're not small enough that you like lose them. Right. Like, it's not like they can crawl into your clothes or whatever, but... um, But, yeah, get yourself a broom or like a... Ooh, like a... I'm thinking um, like one of the push brooms. I'm thinking get yourself like a a blower. Leaf blower? Well, yeah, leaf blower. <laughs> <laughs> or the opposite, like a leaf, like a industrial a vacuum. vacuum. <laughs> yeah, I got a shop vac. <laughs> that would take care of them real quick. Um, yeah, I mean, you or could just burn you your could... house down. I'm assuming they're attacking you in your house. Yeah. yeah I was going to say you could trick them into like jumping in the dishwasher and close that on them. Make them follow you into the pool. <laughs> oh. And then it's like an ocean for them. Yeah. Just don't let them out. Every like, just walk around the pool, sweeping them back <laughs> in. <laughs> Get the pool net and just kind of drown them. <laughs> yeah, you gotta find the ten thousand people. If, if nothing else, at least you have some success defending yourself. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you feel bad at all about killing them? Like they're kind of uh, like you. I mean, are they like actual people that just got shrunk down? I think so. Oh, but they're trying well, to kill you. Really, but they're trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah, they they just yeah. attacked me and provoked, right? Yeah, they okay, attacked. Yeah, then I, no, that's fine. You're done. <laughs> you want to take me on? Yeah, no, I think I think the push room or the shop back or the leaf blower is kind of the way to go. Push broom in the pool. Push broom in the pool is a good strategy. Yeah. Oh, pool and then toaster in pool. Oh yeah, <laughs> easy death. Or toaster yeah, and throw the, the shop back in the pool. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Or just pour oil all over the pool and set it on fire. Yeah. Yeah, we're talking. Got him. Um, can you imagine their screams? If you could get like a like a bunch of like like that gallon Elmer's glue and just kind of pour it on the ground, yeah, just kind of get stuck in that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. You get like the yeah. Do you think they'd fall for like the rat point rat rat traps or no? Probably not. They're still humans. Yeah, they're still smart. But I mean, put a block of cheese on there. <laughs> Put like Nintendo switches on them. Ooh, little little tiny little, ones. Uh, a little relaxing relaxer. A break from attacking a human. Relaxing relaxers. Yeah, <laughs> it's not very relaxing once you sit on the part that goes smash, but satisfying. Steel switch says not non siege question. What is your elevator etiquette? Oh. Chris had a so, <laughs> monologue on this one time. I think I cut it. Yeah, he did. I was not happy. 
So many times I see people do improper things that it drives me crazy. My biggest pet peeve is when the door opens on your floor that you wish to go to and there are people right in front of the door trying to get in while people are trying to get out. Yeah, you're dumb. Just assume there are people in the elevator when it arrives and stand to the side. There are also idiots who have their head looking down to their phones that when the elevator opens, the jump... they jump on trying to get off, realizing they're on the wrong floor. What gives? Yeah, it's like realizing they're going up instead of down, I think. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. Or like they get off on the wrong floor and they're like, oh, that's not my floor. Yeah, one of those. I have definitely gotten on an elevator, like wondering there was a girl standing in front of us and she wasn't moving. And I'm thinking like this stupid idiot, get off your phone. And so we all get on and it's going up. We're all trying to go down. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. So we go up one floor, drop off these people. We go back down one floor and she gets on. I'm like, yeah, you're smarter than all of us. And I thought you were an idiot. But yeah, I think elevator gets a thing. I mean, just the thing about elevators is that they're so mundane, right? That like you stop paying attention, but it's actually like a pretty complex process going on there, right? People getting on and off. It goes, it's only going a certain way. Like, I mean, it's not obviously difficult to understand, but like if you're just not right. paying enough attention, it's very easy to make a mistake. Yeah. Uh, and it can often inconvenience other people or just make you look stupid or <laughs> whatever. So, Yeah. I think one of the most annoying things is when you go in and someone pressed all the buttons on like a 15 floor building. Because you, you do that all the time. I've never done it before, but I'm sure you've done that before. I probably have. <laughs> but I don't think I've been in very many buildings that are like that many floors. Uh, like a hospital, but when I remember it, it was someone else had done it to me, and I was like, "This is dumb." <laughs> it's kind of funny. Why did you do that? Um, yeah, I think I think too. There's this whole thing about when you use an elevator and when you don't. Like at malls, you don't use the elevator unless you like have to because of a wheelchair or something. Schools, you usually don't use an elevator unless it's like a 13 floor building. That's different. But like even five floor buildings, people use the stairs. You don't use an elevator for schools, like oh, colleges. Like, yeah, people yeah. using the elevator is just weird. It's because there's so much traffic. Yeah, that's actually probably part of it. But like malls and like, but office buildings, you always use it. Even if it's the second floor, you always use the elevator. Yeah. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, I think it's because in office buildings, the elevator is presented as like the primary option. The stairs are like fire escape stairs in the back. You just like go find them. Yeah. Because like, like in a hotel, if there's like, say you're on the second floor of a hotel, like a lot of times they'll have like a big like grand looking staircase right. that goes right to the second floor true and people would use that instead of like i still feel like people still use the elevator but, though i think some people i think it's more used than the fire escape stairs but i think the elevator is still common yeah. choice for second floor travels this is a very interesting conversation i'm glad we're having it <laughs> um excuse me daddy he says favorite christmas present this year and of all time Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I got one. I got like a motor scooter when I was like 12 or 13. I was not expecting it like at all. Like I didn't ask for it. wasn't even thinking about it. And I go downstairs and Santa gave me a motor scooter. And I was like, whoa, that's pretty cool. This is feels like electric, electric scooter. That was pretty cool. I didn't use it that much, but it was a cool present. Uh, what about this year? Died. This year, probably that router. Oh, yeah. We got, got him like a nice a router. Gaming router. Because he kept whining about it. Not well, a gaming router, because that's not a I, thing. Well, yeah, I guess not. But it's a, <laughs> I'm too smart to think there's a thing as such as gaming routers. It's a router that is good for 4K streaming. and yes. for, It's a good router. Yeah. Basically. As opposed to the garbage you had. I, well, I had like the basic Google Fiber, the one that Google gives you for Google Fiber, and it's not good. The Wi-Fi signal just sucks. Yeah. Like, it's just like I was just in my room, just two walls away, one room away, and it was like, I only had two of the Wi-Fi connection bars. Yeah. How stupid is that? 
That's stupid. Uh, my favorite present this year was a math hat. Look it up. <laughs> math hat. Uh, and of all time, probably... I'm trying to remember if this was a Christmas present or if it was something else. I'm pretty sure it was a Christmas present. Nintendo 64. Huh. Yeah. The best. I think it was 1997 because Diddy Kong Racing was out because we got Diddy Kong Racing with it. So it would have been 1997. And I'm pretty sure it was Christmas. It was like a present to all of us. You were probably born, I was, you were born in 1997? Yeah, I was born. I was like eight months old. Yeah. So I was like 10. Uh, I remember that day. And me and my, you were very happy. <laughs> me and my sisters got into Nintendo 64. And they thought it was cool. I was freaking pumped. <laughs> it was like the best present ever. That's pretty cool. Uh, that was really good. Fuse Me Daddy has another question. Uh, what did you all think of the new Star Wars? The whole trilogy in general. Personally, I hated it. So you've seen it, right? I haven't seen the new new one. Oh, interesting you babysat my kids while i watched it <laughs> yeah i did i asked ryan i told ryan and, and his wife i said hey when you guys go tell me because i want to go with you guys then ryan goes hey you want to watch my kids i said sure and he said, oh, we're I gonna go see Star Wars. Said that. It's okay have fun guys i'll go see it with you again okay i liked it at least that much um, i've heard i've heard very mixed feelings about it I, I served a couple the other day that was going for the second time and they're just going with their family on on new year's eve but they said they really really liked it cool and i've had i had a friend that didn't like it at all well, let's hold off on this one. We'll come back to it after you watch it and also give people more time to go see it. Like, I, um, obviously, we don't want to spoil it for anybody. Uh, but also, like, I remember, like, with I think both of the past two Star Wars that came, like, I guess the, not the past two, but like the episode, so, um, episode six, sorry, or episode, seven, episode, episode seven and episode eight. When those came out, I remember like listening to a bunch of my podcasts and everything, and they're like, "Okay, it's been like a week since Star Wars comes out, so everybody's since Star Wars came out, so everybody's seen it by now." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it came out in December, so like, yeah. I haven't seen it, and I'm like with my in laws in Los Angeles for like a week and a half, yeah. and like I'm not gonna see it until at least after that, and then it's like, then I have to make time to see it. So it's like, like well, I I want to see it. I'm a big Star Wars fan. I want to yeah. go see it, but like, no, I still haven't seen it. So right. don't talk about it. It's been a while. It needs some more time. So we'll give people a little more time, and then we'll talk about it coming up after you've seen it. I, I will say I like I've liked the trilogy. Like I haven't hated it at all. I know there's some people that just hate the whole like the new Star Wars trilogy, and I I think some of the reasons are kind of silly, mm-hmm. but I think it's fine. Yeah, I it's still just like, Star Wars to me. It's just cool. I enjoy them as I watch them, and then as I read stuff about them, I'm like, I guess that's fair criticism. And then I like feel more negatively about them after the fact, like once yeah. I've read like all the stuff that everybody says about them. And then I like go watch them again. I'm like, actually, no, it was fine. <laughs> like, there, like there's some stuff that's legitimate, but like, it's it's a good Star Wars. There's no such thing as a bad Star Wars movie. That's my philosophy. Yeah, there has not been a bad Star Wars movie made. If you don't count the I- holiday special, which you shouldn't have you what about solo did you like that one or not really i don't really like solo but also i don't think it's a bad movie okay i haven't seen solo yet oh well that's on I've disney seen plus we should yeah, watch it I, I can watch solo i saw i watched rogue one for the first time like two months ago Rogue one's really good i was gone when it came did out did you like it yeah i liked it actually yeah. it rogue one's good. really good i think i was super impressed with the remake of the that general oh yeah they um, cgi'd him i don't remember his name but the the empire Tar taurus tar, tar- Something like that. Tarkov. Escape from Tarkov. <laughs> no. There's something with a T, I think. But anyway. Yeah, I, it is Tar something. I, I saw him and I was, when I saw him and I was like, I'm really confused. Like, that looks like CGI, but I, I couldn't understand why they would do that. Like, why didn't they just have an actor? I was like, maybe it's just an actor. And I could, like, trick myself. Like, no, that's an actor. And then I looked it up and I was like, no, it is CGI. Like, why? Yeah. And then I figured it out. But I was like, that that was impressive. 
Yeah, they did a good job. Did a good people job. like say it looks funny, but I'm like, it's fine. It does look kind of funny, but it's fine. Yeah. It's better than like Gandalf being picked up in The Hobbit and being a freaking stick. Yeah. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes. He was like a pole. It's like, okay, that wasn't even good at all. Yeah, The Hobbit CGI was not great for most of it. Um, what was it? Oh, Rogue One. I can't remember his name now, but the droid in Rogue One. That's my favorite droid in all of Star Wars. The droid. He's like the assassin droid or something or like the... Oh, 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 oh. He's like the black. He's He flies the ship for them. K something? It's K something. K2? I'm going to look him up. Hang on. Droid from Rogue One. K2SO. General Tarkin is his name, by the way. Tarkin. Yeah, K2SO is the best droid in Star Wars. Hot take. Oh, 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 yeah, this is a cool droid. There's a droid on the Mandalorian mm-hmm. that is sick. I haven't seen the Mandalorian yet, which is see, weird. It is freaking sick. See, we're, right now we're doing a binge of all the Marvel movies. That was kind of like our thing that we wanted to do with Disney+. Plus. So we've got two left, I think. So we've been watching them all through, like in the order they were released. And since doing that, I've like enjoyed the Marvel movies a lot more than I did before. Like I always thought they were good, but it was like so hard to follow because there's this like through line that's happening over like 10 years, right? And it's yeah. like, I, I'm not into them enough to remember like what happened in the last right. one. So like watching them all back to back to back as like a TV season was like really great. And it made me appreciate them a lot more. And even the ones that I didn't really like before, now I think are actually pretty good. So yeah. Uh, that's that's by far the best way to watch the Marvel movies. I think the best connection they've had is having that Miss Marvel come out right before um the last Avengers. Captain Marvel, you mean? Or, yeah, Captain Marvel come out right before the like last Avengers Avengers Endgame because it had that connection with like the Fury hitting that like mm-hmm. we need Captain Marvel or whatever. Yeah, yeah. they didn't understand until you saw that, and then you're right. Like, and then they didn't have to introduce her in Infinity right. War, right? Yeah, or yeah, Endgame. Was. That, I think that was the best. Oh, I guess did he do that at the end of? It was the teaser scene at the end of Infinity War. Okay. And you didn't really know what it was until Yeah. Then. I, like I remember um and I was like, when I okay, saw that was a good like Yeah, when question. I saw Infinity War, like he did that thing and I didn't have any idea because I don't follow the Marvel right. comics. But like somebody in the theater was like, oh, Captain Marvel and like I gotta assume that the Captain Marvel movie had already been announced by then, but but that person was really excited about yeah, it, I guess. And they knew what it was. And yeah. So then we all that's, knew what it was. That's, that's the same thing that happened. I feel like in a lot of the Marvel movies at the end, something happens and people are like, Oh, and I'm like, what? I do not know what that yeah, was. Guys. Yeah. Yeah. Here, okay. Here's the thing. Um, about watching these big blockbuster movies. Um, I feel like you really should, if you can, and I know I just said it's really hard, but you should try to watch them like opening weekend because that's when the biggest enthusiasts are going and yeah. they're all seeing it for the first time. And like the times that I've done that, it's like really exciting. There's like a really like tangible feeling in the yeah. theater. Like, especially like I did it with like the Lord of the Rings movies because I was really into that. And you like it was a big thing. But like, like uh, for example, I'm, I'm going to assume that most everybody who wants to see it has seen Endgame, right? Yeah. If you haven't, spoiler, watch out. Uh, when Captain America grabs the hammer, right? When grabs, yeah. when he holds Mjolnir, yeah. like that was like such an amazing moment. And like, I, I must have seen this in theaters like right away because I remember people just being like, <gasps> and like, like everybody like freaking out and like cheering and stuff. And it's like, I went to see Star Wars just barely this most recent Star Wars. And there were similar moments like that where like something happens that should have been really exciting. And like nobody in the theater reacted at all. Uh, like, so totally non-spoiler one is like Lando Calrissian shows up, which we haven't seen him since return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So Lando Calrissian shows up 
And like, I was like, oh, Lando. And like, I didn't say anything, obviously, but like, nobody in the theater made any kind of sound. And I was just like, well, that's sad. Like, that kind of ruins the yeah. moment because, like, you know, that the directors were expecting that to be a moment. Right. And it, like, it kind of ruins the moment. So, like, with these big things, like, if you care about that franchise, I think it's worth trying to make the effort to go see yeah, it like an opening weekend. The nearest you can. Yeah. And get get that those reactions. Cause it, like it, it totally changes the experience. Like it makes it way more fun to be like this yeah. communal, like oh, yeah. we're all enjoying this at the same level together, right? <laughs> um Yeah. So there's th- thank you for coming to my TED talk. I if I'm sure a lot of people didn't go see this, but like the friends, they had that friends like anniversary thing at the theaters. Yeah. Yeah, like a lot of like really into it friends, fans. The only there. people who would have gone to that, yeah. It was actually really fun just to watch it with like a lot of people that really knew friends. Yeah, really sure. Well. It was that was exciting. Kind of a similar idea. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, that's our last question. So that's going to do it for today. We will come back to your question, Fuse Me Daddy, on Star Wars once Chris has seen it. Yeah. Uh, again, if you have questions, join the Discord. You can ask him there. You can also ask us on Twitter at r 6 underground. Follow us on all the streaming platforms. I'm Rai Guy. He's just hello with, with three, three O's. O's. Chris, what's your right. New Year's resolution? You think, oh, okay. One of my actually, one of my good ones. Wake up on the first alarm. Ooh, yeah, that's a good one. It, it is a good one, huh? It's a really good one. I did it today, and I was like, "This is kind of nice." It makes a difference. It really does because it's out. like that's the time I decided I was going to wake up to be on time to something. Yeah, and then I was on time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that that works out." Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> okay. I have a similar one. Mine is go to bed at the same time as my wife. Oh. <laughs> Which, which means I can wake up on time the next morning. So I oh. know yeah, it's going to ruin some gaming time. Some Rocket that League time is going to be cut short. Really hurts, Ryan. But well, Rachel goes to bed sometimes like 10. Sometimes. If she goes to bed like extraordinarily early, I won't. But like for a... the most part, she's like an anchor point to go to bed at like a reasonable hour. So like I'm just going to yeah. make that the rule. I did. I did make a rule that I wasn't going to play games past 1 a.m. now. That's also a 1 good rule. I was like, okay, I'm done. Like I have some exceptions like you know if we're specifically having a game night or whatever like yeah i'll stay up but also yes. like yeah i'm going to bed by one because after that like it's less fun first you, of all yeah true do you ever have the moments where like the best moment of the night is getting up from your computer and walking away you're like oh it's nice um that happens to me like when it's like 2 30 really. and i'm getting off and i put down my headset <laughs> and i stand up like ah, oh, i'm done oh, i'm done <laughs> finally project <complete>. yeah <laughs> but it's like it was still fun I was having a good time. Uh, yeah. Well, that's just like once you like, especially once it's that late, your decision making is like very impaired about like making good decisions. So it's yeah. like if if that's you're just like, okay, one more Rocket League game, and then that game like goes poorly, There's, so you have to play another it, one. Or if something. you say one more Rocket League game, that literally means at least five more games. Yeah, it's it's so hard. Even when we say like, okay, this is the last one, no lawnmower. matter what, lawnmower. Like, there, last one, no matter what, lawnmower, yeah, lawnmower, last one, no matter what. <laughs> There are, there are certain things that can happen in that game that like can negate the lawnmower and then yeah. you have to do another one it's not even your fault no. it's just it's the rocket league demands it that's why i uninstalled rocket league <laughs> he actually uninstalled rocket league because he got so <laughs> mad at it the other day well it already pissed me off and i tried to all f4 and it wouldn't let me so i had i was like okay i'm gonna uninstall. be honest though i'm not gonna miss playing rocket league with you past 1 a.m because you're intolerable Go watch some of my recent streams from Late Night Rocket League, you guys. He is intolerable. They're such bad developers sometimes. Oh, I can't even stand him. Uh, anyway, I think that was a pretty Man. good episode 69, don't you think? Yeah, 69. Nice. Just goodbye. Goodbye.